DNA and paternity ain't avle mitzri. The relationship of a child to his or her father is uh, multidimensional. There's at least two important dimensions. The one is the chemical, the biochemical dimension. The child contains some of the DNA of the father. And the other is the relationship component, uh, the familial component. And we started talking yesterday about the, um, the familial component and what it is that creates a familial component. And we take that idea further today, starting with the Gemara at the bottom of Daf Tzadi Zayin Amud Beis, which is the foundation of the whole sugi on Tzadi Ches. B'nei Yudin Amta Ishtachru, the children of Yudin, the, maid, the, the, the servant, were freed. So they have a din of Geirim. Sharalhu Rav Achi Bar Yaakov Leminsev Nashi Dehadadi. Rav Achi Bar Yaakov allowed them to marry each other's wives. So we've got a case here of wife swapping, Alpi Aloche, that is, that is allowed. Two Geirim, according to Rav Achabar Yaakov, who, who convert two brothers, can, after their conversion, they can decide to, to switch wives. Also, how can you say that? Don't you know that Rav Shesh is in exactly such a case that you cannot? What's the question? He said, no. I said, yes. So we disagree. It's fine. Mean says the Gemara. Mina av lo mina im. If if brothers are if they are paternal brothers and not maternal brothers, kula amelo pligi deshari. Then it's certainly allowed, because the as we'll see in a moment. Mina av lo mina av. If it's maternal and not paternal, kula amelo pligi deosur. Everybody agrees that they cannot marry each other's wives. Midrabonin, by the way, midoraisa they can. The problem is when it's uh, the, the child is paternal and maternal brother. They are paternal and maternal brothers. He who allows it, that, that's Rav Achabar Yaakov, says they're known as the, uh, the, the children of this particular man. So everybody knows that they're paternally connected and therefore they can marry. There's no, we don't have to worry about what people will say and think. But Rav Shesh is Koru Nabi, B'nai Plenis. Rav Shesh says no, they refer to them also as the, the brothers of Mrs. Geir. Uh, and people will think that even if there's a paternal, uh, even if there's a maternal brotherhood that you're allowed to marry, midrabonin, and that's we we goes so that shouldn't happen. Happen. And there is one view that holds that Ravacha Yaakov allows this wife swapping of of brothers who are gayrim, even if they are maternal brothers. My time, why? Because he holds with the principle that we have all over that everybody agrees with. This is not in dispute. The question is whether we go to Midrabonin. But Midoraisa, we hold that once a person goes through a conversion process, he's like a newly born individual who has no prior familial relationships. That's the important thing with a Geir. A Geir has no prior familial relationships. Omar Rova said that here we already see the distinction between DNA and family. The fact is there's a DNA relationship. The fact is this Geir has a father. This Geir has a mother. This Geir contains the DNA of the father and the mother. This Geir has a brother and a sister and shares DNA with the brother and the sister. What's Kenolad? He's not a Katanchenolad. Chemically, he's not a Katanchenolad. Familiarly, he is a Katanchen Olad. So we see this differentiation. We've got to think differently about the familial connection and the 
and the uh, chemical connection. And we saw yesterday the difference with it between an anus, an anuso, and and a nesuo. The difference between when a man has a physical relationship with a woman by rape or seduction without nisuin, without the marriage ceremony and everything that that means, their familial relationship doesn't exist. Is there a chemical relationship? Yes, there may well be. She could have become pregnant. Uh, but that doesn't create a familial relationship. It's just a biochemical relationship. And this gets into the whole very controversial area of not only artificial insemination generally, and Moshe Feinstein's important Shuvan, the first chalik of, of, of Evan Ezra, I think it's Simon Yad, Yud, back in the 1960s. But it gets also into the current issues of single women who are getting older and not finding a shidduch and want children. And can they have children by artificial insemination? Major debates going on among the poskim on that area. And it all links to this to this sugya. Now that we take this a little further, says Rova, there's also a principle. In addition to the principle of is the principle of a non-Jewish person doesn't have paternity. Because, and we'll see why and what, but just very simply, paternity relies on chazoka. You can't be sure who the father is, leaving aside DNA tests. We can't be sure who a father is. We know who the mother is. But the father is by assumption. We assume that, that the A and B are married. They have a child together. We assume that, that um, there was no znus. We assume that there was no improper behavior. And the husband of the, of the mother is the father. That's what we assume. But it's an assumption. Without chazokas, there's no, there's no paternity. With the whole principle of paternity is we make assumptions. Can you make assumptions about uh, about nations and ethnicities who don't hold that strongly by the dinim of Arias, for whom it's not that critical whether they have those relationships or they don't have those relationships? We can't make those assumptions. And therefore, uh, there's no paternity, there's no assumption of paternity with non-Jewish people. Don't think the reason is because we're concerned that they don't have familial relationships and they're not faithful. Where we don't know who the father is. But if we could prove we know for sure who the father was, we can do a DNA test and we know who the father was, maybe then there is paternity. Even if we know for sure who the father is, it, there's still no paternity. Even if we know chemically, by biochemistry, this is the father. Familiarly, there's no such thing as paternity in, an, in non-Jewish society from a halachic perspective, not from their perspective, from a halachic perspective. Even, for example, uh, identical twins that come from one, um, from, from one cell to start with, and there's no chalitza and yibum in such a case there. We know that it's the same father for both. For both twins, there's no question about that. But we still don't regard paternity. Shmamina, we see from here, Afkuri Afke Rachmane Lazare. This is a term which is often misunderstood and misapplied. That the Chachomim therefore made Hefker, it made it, made the, the Zera, the, the, the semen of a, of a non-Jewish father is, is Hefker. It doesn't have Yichus. It doesn't have connection, familial connection. And one can understand this, and it comes from the Posukim. And this is not being disparaging to, a non, to, to the non-Jews. In the context of Yechezkel there, it is talking about the Jews 
hanging out with non-Jewish societies and being influenced by non-Jewish societies and trusting in non-Jewish societies. Uh, but Chazal learned from that much more than that. And and when you think of it, if if a civilization that, that holds by evolution when it comes to humanity, that there was evolution, we know for sure. We see that in Chazal, we see it in the Rabban, we see it in Midrashim, we see it in Kabbalah, it's all over the place. That there was a process of evolution that Hashem used to develop the world. But the human being is unquestionably, the, the, the human spirit and the human intellect is unquestionably not a, an evolutionary byproduct of an earlier species. And there's, and there's scientific evidence for, for, for that too, that the parts of the brain that are responsible for intellect don't appear to have, to, to have developed evolu- from an evolutionary perspective. So the human being, one thing we can't accept is that the human being is, is, is an evolution of an ape. But if the human being is an evolution of the ape, then zirmatam, then zirmat susim, zirmatam. Then their DNA is like an, like, like an, uh, an ape's DNA. There's no chemical difference. The human being is a more devo- developed and evolved ape. Says Chazal, if that's the society, if that's where you come from, that, that's how it's treated then. This is, you just, this is just biochemical. This is just a, a male and a female getting together and creating a baby. This is a biochemical reaction and it has nothing to do with family. If you want it to do with family, then you have got to have Kedusha Sazivuk. Then there have got to be halachas that govern arayas. Once, once there aren't halachot that govern relationships between men and women, strict halachot that govern relationships between men and women, how can you assume any kind of familial relationship other than the mother, which you can assume because we know that? Will there show the that some arayas are among Yes, but it will be mainly through the mother. But we have lots of cases in the Gomorrah where... So for them, it would, in their society, it would be okay, but it's not up to the standards that we require. And even among ourselves, there's enough trouble we have. Isn't that so? You've got a mechitza up in the shul. No, we shouldn't have a mechitza. All of that is the beginning to say, let's have mixing. Let's have free mixing. Those very stringent standards of mixing of the, of the genders in, in halacha is something which is primary to being able to make assumptions about halacha, that if men and women who are not part of the same family are not mixing socially, then we can make assumptions about the family. If they are mixing socially, who knows what goes on? As we see in our time, who knows what goes on? We don't know what goes on. We do know what goes on, which is even worse. Uh, so, so So there's no familial relationship with um in that in that case, a non-Jewish father doesn't have a familial relationship with the with the child, but we see he does have other impacts. It's not as if it's non-existent. The biochemical, the DNA composition is important. So we see, for example, in Pashas Emor, the story of Ayetzei Ben Ishai Yisraelit Ben Ish Mitzri, this son of a Jewish woman who was also the son of a, an Egyptian man. And they went out, and he cursed the name of Hashem. Says the It's something that Egyptians do. They they use Hashem's name in, in bad ways and they and they just are willing to, to, to minimize Hashem's name and to disgrace Hashem's name. It's something that the Egyptians do. So where does that come from? 
that comes from, from, from the father. I, the father, it's, it's just a biochemical relationship. Yes, but through the biochemical relationship, there's not only a physiological genetic transmission, there's also a trans, an epigenetic transmission of midot. We get midot from a father as well. We don't get midot only from a mother. And this, the midot of this child says that does the Kenyan Sforno emphasizes that as well. Again, who benish mitzri, who vechein he is panav levarechat Hashem di Israel lof kiri kulihai. Jews don't do that. So you can tell from a person's behavior that there is non-Jewish DNA in him that comes that comes from somewhere. On the other hand, we see that there are cases where we've treated people with non-Jewish paternity very, very well. There's the Gemara we had back on Daf Memhei. If a non-Jew has a relationship with a Jewish married woman, the child is not a mamzer. For the, this very reason, it's just DNA. We don't take it seriously. And that's part of the basis of Ramosh's Psak, that, that through artificial insemination, a child doesn't become a mamzer. Even if they, if, if they would use the zera of the, of the woman's brother or father, the child wouldn't be a mamzer. Because mamzerut comes from relationship. Mamzerut doesn't come from, from chemistry. Is Ramosh's very controversial Psak at the time. Rova actually loved Marie Barachel, Umanye Bufusi de Bovel. Do you remember this? That Rova was Machshi Rav Marie, the son of Rachel. He's called in, in Shas Rav Marie Barachel, not his father's name. Why? Because his father wasn't Jewish at the time that he was, that he was born. And he made him a leader in Bovel, even though it says positions of leadership should be Jewish. Jewishness is transmitted through the mother. Okay, but still the father's not Jewish. Shouldn't we be concerned about that? No, he can still be a tzaddik. And the Rashbam in Bova Basra gives the whole story of, of Shmuel, uh, Shmuel's daughter that was captured and raped by the, by the Goyim. And this, this was Rav Marie Barochel was one of those uh, children that resulted from that relationship. And that brings us to the, to the final question of, yeah, of course, this is a sugi we could spend many, many hours on. But this brings us to the question then of, so what about Gerim? So now a woman get, becomes a gay. When I was in yeshiva as a young boy, I got upgraded. I was going to Israel to, to, to yeshiva. I got upgraded to business class. I was very first class in those days. I was very self-conscious and nervous. I'm sitting next to this big executive, and he starts getting talking, and he says, the Jews must stop this intermarriage nonsense. They must they all intermarry. And he said, if you can answer this question, then I'll, I'll, I'll treat you to whatever you want here. I said, what's the question? He said, if you look under a microscope, the DNA of a Goyen, the DNA of a Jew, you're not going to find any difference. And I said to him, if you look under the microscope, the DNA of an ape and the DNA of a human being, you'll find very little difference as well. There are differences, but very small differences. That's irrelevant. That's not what it's about. The, um, so, so we see that there's something more going on here. So what about a gay? If you, if you examine the DNA of, of a, a man or a woman before gayrus and after gayrus, you're not going to find a difference. Nothing magical happens to the DNA. So why all of a sudden the Yichus is like, okay, now you can marry her before you couldn't marry her. What's, what's changed? So there again, you see, that's not about DNA. That's about the, the Kedushas Hazivug and, and so on. And there's a beautiful Medrash in Parshas Naso, um, where the Medrash says, You find Kohanim and Levim are familial. They are hereditary. You can't become a Kohen or a Levi. It's, it's inherited. That's the only way. 
אבל אם מבקש אדם להיות צדיק, אפילו גוי יכול. If you want to be a tzaddik, that's open. You can be a tzaddik, even if you're not Jewish. You can't be a kohen, you can't become a levi, but, go, but a tzaddik you can become. And the, the Medrash goes on to discuss why in the Tarabot, the Rebbein Shalom is v'avu l'akadosh baruchu, l'fich ha'kadosh baruchu, o'havam, the Rebbein Shalom loves gerim. And why in the Medrash goes on to talk about the fact that Jews are inherently compelled to be Jewish. You're born Jewish, you are Jewish, you've got Jewish genes, there's a Jewish background, you've got Jewish history, you're Jewish. But a guy who becomes a gay has no reason to do that. And when the guy makes that choice to become a gay, the power of that choice connects him to Hashem in a way that even a Jew isn't connected. And that, and that becomes very powerful. So you see that there is, we talked yesterday about, about the power of commitment, that a chuppah is about commitment, a public decora- declaration of commitment, and that that changes reality. When you make a public commitment, that changes halachic reality, and it changes reality in every, in every other kind of way. Here too, we see once again, when the goy makes a commitment to become Jewish, that commitment changes everything. It doesn't change the DNA, but we're not worried about the DNA. The DNA doesn't play a big part in paternity. What really plays a part in the paternity is the commitment of the father to the child. That's what, what the, real, the, the real commitment, what the real uh, familial relationship is. And the commitment of a gay to the Jewish people and to the Rebbeinu Shalom, that creates the Kedushas Yisrael, that gives him the sanctity of a Jewish person, or her, the sanctity of a Jewish person, and allows the intermarriage of, of Gerim with Yisraelim without any concern at all.